are back once more for the season one finale. Now, this is a very special, very special episode of TLGR. Two lefties get it right. Episode, I think it's 14 in number-wise. But regardless of what the actual number is, it's the finale. And to commemorate that, uh, you have your usual host of Cameron. I'm Griffin. There he goes. And we have a very special guest today to help us round out this first season. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. So uh, I'm Josh, uh, Josh Thompson. I've known Cameron for the longest here for I don't even know how many years. And I've met Griffin a few times outside. I've graduated college from Augsburg University and currently a financial advisor downtown Minneapolis. And I'm thrilled to be a part of the show. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Great to have you on. Yeah, we've known each other for a long time, Josh. Probably going on like 15 something odd years. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so... We are getting. We are uh, going to have a very special episode today. We're going to get into some more of that a little bit later, but we will be getting into the news as per usual. Um, I'll kick us off today with more of, um, I guess, kind of just some bland, or I guess this is more, I don't know, just melancholic news. But um, so we have a couple of announcements in the forms of uh, candidacy running-wise. We have the current governor of West Virginia uh, this last Thursday, I believe, announced that he will be running for the highly contested seat in the United States Senate for West Virginia that is currently being held by Joe Manchin, very, uh, very conser- uh, conservatively aligned Democrat in the U.S. Senate. Uh, Senate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Jim Justice will be running for that. And I just wanted to point out the fun fact that I was learned. So earlier this year, I started this Google Doc, and I sent it over to Griffin, too. Basically, I was confused why none of these, like, U.S. Senate, U.S., like, anything – talked about height because I, I wanted to see like how tall these people actually were and like ranked them kind of like that so i went through and i ranked all like all right i found the heights some of them very hard to do of all the u.s senators and recently i did the same thing with the governors now jim justice is the current governor of west virginia and he is six foot ten inches why is he that tall i have no idea but yeah he is currently the tallest governor by a little bit so, yeah i thought that was fun so there's that him and big john Dude's tall. Six ten is big. Yeah, I think uh, if I remember right, it's I think it's the governor of like uh, maybe even to Hawaii, but I think it's somewhere more western wise is the shortest, and she's like or she's like four ten or something like that. There's like the difference between the two is crazy. I need to see them next to each other. It'd be, yeah, it'd be, <laughs> the governor dinner in, in general would be fun to see, but uh, yeah, that, that very rarely ever gets like any coverage on it. Hey, speaking of dinners, did you watch any of the White House correspondence dinner? I was going to bring that up, but so I, I only saw the highlights of uh, basically Biden's roast session. And I don't know, he called himself Dark Brandon in like both his Instagram post and he called himself that in his speech while he put on shades. So I don't know. I got to give him like half a point for being a badass in that sense. But some of the roasts are pretty funny. Yeah, I agree. Like his ro- some of his jokes are pretty good, but you can't refer to yourself as Dark Brandon. It just doesn't work like that. <laughs> he was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to handle it. But Dark Brandon will, and he just put on the sunglasses. I'm like, dude, you're 81 years old. What are you doing? <laughs> that that just seems untimely and just a bad joke. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very strange, very strange. Now, I don't think I actually ever saw any like coverage of like the actual correspondence dinner come across one of my feeds. But what I was also kind of wondering was this like this has been a thing for a while. I don't think I ever actually saw any coverage of like during like the Trump or Obama presidencies, and I just might like not be remembering it right, but. Is that like a thing that was I just missing out on? Or yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like he was kind of 
roasting and toasting everybody. And I'm like, is this something that usually happens? Because I, I can't remember ever seeing anything about one. I remember Obama and Trump. There was a there was a roast session at the at the dinner, but I mean, I also could be thinking of uh, something else. But I, I seemed I remember that there's always been the the dinner roast when they announce it. I could mm. see it. It definitely makes sense because like there's no way Joe Brandon came up with something that original. No, no, right. absolutely not. Josh, did you say you have a little story for us to keep our tradition of uh, guests bring something on? Yeah, I, I've got a few, and they're kind of funny. So the first one is the Netherlands af- arrested a fake Boris Johnson <laughs> with with a fake ID claiming he was Boris Johnson, that it, that it was valid until th- the year 3000, and they arrested him for speeding, drunk driving, and then uh, identity theft, the which is, I think is hilarious. That is um, so strange. British man? What was that? Was it was he actually like a British man or was he just some dude? Yeah, he was a British guy that looked like Boris Johnson and claimed to be the prime minister in the Netherlands, drunk driving and it just this. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, my other piece of news is Uzbekistan's got a, a constitutional referendum that will extend the current president's presidency until 2040 and it's got 73 percent approval which just seems like bizarre numbers that there's no way a little high right Pakistan's doing a doing a dictatorship let's go right well it's kind of like basically how uh in the russian constitution like they firstly said like okay you can only run for two terms for presidency then putin does his two terms he steps away from office for four years and then they quote unquote reinterpret it so as long as you don't do more than two consecutively you're fine so hence why he's able he was able to run again in 2012 and then 2000 and then he's been president ever since and he's running uh, the next like russian election will be next year and i'm sure they'll uh probably do a little bit of another i don't know uh reinterpretation at that point as well there's no I, uh, way he's not going to be president no there's yeah, no yeah, way I, I i agree with that um, speaking of presidents and presidential candidates in general, um, Disney has issued a uh, lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over general um, defamation kind of esque uh, lawsuits and basically overreach over the company and just trying to like basically dictate what they are able to do. So that will be. I don't think that'll ever see any actual like courtroom. I think there'll be some behind the behind the scenes kind of settlement. Kind of th- agree with that. But it is the first piece of like legislation that's actually been, or a uh, first piece of like legal uh, matters that's actually been brought against the current governor of Florida. I'm glad you uh, brought that. I was thinking about that too, and I kind of slipped my mind. It's a really weird case because, well, I mean, first off, it's a Republican governor coming to like heavily regulate a free market, like a quote unquote libertarian coming to uh you know heavily regulate this you know massive corporation but at the same time like disney is basically the governor of its own like mini state like their legislative power in their area is unreal well i can almost imagine it's probably something similar like i know that like people always point to california and say well california has the gdp of like the third biggest nation or something like that like you take away california's gdp like the country like plummets it's got to be semi-similar for florida like the most amount of money out of Florida has got to be from Disney, right? Like, there can't be anything that even comes close. Yeah, Disney and the retirees. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Disney has, bring, like, bring I, mean, I mean, Disney is, in pretty much every sense of it, 
a monopoly and the predatory corporation who is definitely has way more power than any like private business should have. I just think it's ironic that first of all, Ron DeSantis is going after them and second, like a Republican and in Florida, nonetheless. Yeah, it is funny. Um, yeah. So I think that's pretty, like pretty broad. I, um, I'll mention, I will end it kind of with two more or at least one more somber news um, in the sense of, uh, to end this season, we've been talking about for the last few weeks, according to the Gun Violence Archive, the number of mass shootings throughout the uh, throughout the United States. Um, we keep them week to week tracks in the last week. Now there was actually a break from the time that we took we recorded last last week on Monday to they, there were no reported mass shootings for a total of three days, which is the biggest gap that we have seen basically all year. But even with even minus those three days, the four days after that. We are still up 12 last week for a total of 183 in 2023 so far. Did you but, see the, the um, how they reported on the Texas one? Which one is that? Like the the Texas one where the guy's still on the lam. Like they didn't catch the guy yet. Uh, yeah, that's uh, rare. Give me one sec. You're cutting out a little bit. I'm gonna turn uh. my hotspot. I, I didn't. I saw that there was a shooting in Texas. I didn't read a lot into the the details of the case, but that's it, crazy. They didn't catch him. They always catch him or he kills himself. Right. It, it was really weird because so the guy, the the shooter, was shooting his gun in his yard. The neighbor asked him to stop, and he went into his house, killed his wife, killed his kids, and then just left. And then now they're trying to find him. And the FBI like came out. I think today or yesterday, like. We don't know. We don't have any leads. We have no idea where this guy is. Yeah, it's so random. Yeah, um, and of course they made it so that it was illegal aliens and like Always. that kind of thing because he was from uh, he was a Mexican national killed Honduras immigrants. So they of course played that up a bit. I was kind of spinning the agenda a little bit. Right. For sure. Um, yeah, sorry, I just had a little uh, cut out there. We didn't have a little, we had a little little bit of local news for me at least. The uh, University of North Dakota officially banned TikTok on all uh, university like network and university devices. Oh yeah, you were saying that earlier. So they didn't. They just said on grounds of national security, which I don't really know, but it's not that surprising. A little shocked it took this long, actually. Yeah, I feel like kind of the TikTok hysteria has died down a little bit. But, it has been a little bit since the actual like hearing. It's been what two months now, something like that, a month and a half, something like that. It's been at least a month and a half. Yeah, I know. Um, me and Josh were talking about this a little bit before you got in here, Bush, and we talked about it this weekend. Speaking of which, I forgot to ask. I'll, I'll ask at the end. I'll end the season with the right question. But so me and Griffin were able to see each other this weekend, so we talked about it more then. But we'll break it down for any, any of the normies that actually don't are standing to the political sphere because they're not nerds. Um, conservative media personality, Steven Crowder, if you don't know who that is, just the change my mind meme guy, that guy, he, um, Steven Crowder is going through, came out with a video on Tuesday talking about he is going through a divorce, um, tradition of the trad calf lifestyle, um, was apparently not suiting him. So he came out with this video saying that there was no, uh, nothing, no faults basically imply that divorce should be illegal if, like, there's nothing, like, no cheating, or if a, if your wife wants to leave you, that should be illegal. He's like, so, quote for quote, like, yeah. like word for word was, like, no-fault marriage. She, it's a no-fault marriage in Texas, which I don't agree with, like. 
Yeah, it's 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 unhinged the take he took out. But later in the week after this, basically everyone's like, okay, like whatever, like this explains kind of a lot. Like they're just kind of a piece of shit. Whatever, move on. But what came out later this week actually even proved it even further with some leaked uh, ring doorbell footage um, pertaining to the Crowders. And he was very, uh, apparently he was emotionally abusive to his wife for many years. And again, this is surprising to pretty much no one on any form of like actual like left critique or anything. He's a pretty big of a guy. But yeah, um, in the video, it is basically seen is him berating his then eight month wife or eight month pregnant wife of twins. Um, basically w- within a few weeks of her having her C-section for her twins, she is being screamed at to the point of like breaking down and running away because he says the phrase, I will fuck you up. The, the video is very disturbing, very, very trigger warning for anyone that actually wants to see it. But yeah, um, he is uh, kind of going down in flames and it makes me very happy. I, I, I don't like that guy in any slight of the way. Did you watch the video? The video is I crazy. Did, yeah, the video is insane. It's definitely not for anyone to everyone to watch, but yeah, it's. I would recommend that if you hate him as much as I do, or, but yeah, but it's not. Like it's whole, not great. The whole argument starts over. She she's huge at this point. Like keep mind, eight month pregnant with twins, and she like wants to like go to the drive thru and get food, and asks. Apparently, they only have one car. Asks if she can use the car, and he's like, no. It's like well can you drive and get it then? He's like, no. And then just like starts screaming at her while smoking a cigar in front of her too. Yeah. It's unhinged. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah that I, figured, just... I, figured, I figured I should mention it, but yeah. He, yeah. And Candace Owens said he's going to sue him, which is even better. If Candace Owens actually does sue him, that would be fantastic. Cause that would just be the ultimate right wing civil war. Very, very so... entertaining. Was she on his show? Because I know she was on Shapiro's show a couple times, but did she ever make an appearance on his show? Uh, she works for the Daily Wire, so it's not that surprising to see her on with Chibi Bo. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, she's never been on there. I know um, she friends. has made videos about him, but I don't think she's ever actually been on the Louder with Crowder broadcast. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I wasn't sure. I mean, I don't watch it all the time, but mm. I was just curious. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, we can move on from that. That's mostly just kind of the segue into a more uh, kind of more fun side. It, it started off as a very interesting, very interesting story, and I, I'm looking forward to see if it develops even further. And hopefully, she's getting all the support that she needs, getting away from that terrible, terrible person. But um, I thought this was pretty funny, so I wrote this down. We I had my last discussion for my 104 class today, my very intro to uh, intro to American government. It's the very last day, so obviously people want to get get wrapped up a little bit faster. But the funniest part about the wrapping of faster was what we were talking about today. In the in the United States, the way we have it right now, we spent less than twenty minutes discussing all social programs that currently exist within the United States, and that was more time than we needed. So it was just so depressing. She was like, "No one really wants to know about social policy. We'll we'll just go faster through this. It doesn't. It, there's not a whole lot to cover." So I thought that was a very. Like, I was like, "Wow. Well, that that hurts a lot." <laughs> this this seems like like a common common segment is like cam complaining or, or bringing a joke from class 104 pretty yeah, much the class is the class itself is not great i think it, it does a, a disservice to people that might be interested in like the field of political science like you have to you have to go through this to take most classes like here at madison in the political science sphere but um the class itself is just organized not great and it's just 
very, very basic stuff that most people were taught going through like uh, middle school like era of like civics and it's just repeating the same thing. It just doesn't doesn't nearly give enough like explanation to anything. That's that's depressing for a um, uh, a uh, higher level institution. Yes, yes, it very much is. Look, I mean, I think most majors got something like that. Like you get in your first like your first semester classes are just stupid. There's the way it's all stuff you did in high school, but you gotta like have the credit for it to move on. Fair. Was that was that similar in the finance world, Josh? Obviously, me and Griffin are speaking from science and then social sciences, but the finance aspect of it. Well, I I did a double major of history and economics. History really wasn't like that. I mean, the first history class was tearing down everything you learned uh, in high school history and then rebuilding like a new way to learn and like, I don't know, okay. consume history. But in finance, it was, yeah, it was like econ 102, just like a half step up. Mm. I wonder if that play is uh, stems a little bit like the different curriculum wise. I wonder if that stems a from the different programs and b from like the public versus private school aspect. I wonder if that has a little bit of a role to it. I've that's that's a thing that I've definitely encountered with Jocelyn, my fiance's sister. Uh, her curriculum in the finance at Mankato is vastly different than what I experienced, and she's at Mankato State, so I'm. I mean, that's a general, like, thing I'm keeping track of subconsciously. Like, huh, private school seems to be a little different. I could definitely see that. Even, like, almost like a culture shock of coming to college for me was, you know, we all went to high school in Waconia. So, like, it was kind of, you know, all my friends did. So, we all, you know, you kind of assume everybody had the same high school education as you. And, like, I got to college and talking to people. They're like, oh, yeah, we didn't have to do any of this. Like, if like they were almost, like, some people, if, like, their high schools were, like, a year behind us in terms of what they actually got taught. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah, I think that has to play in it too. Like, you have to make sure everybody's understanding of something. Yeah. Mm. I um, yeah, I think we can probably uh, move on a little bit more because we, we definitely want to don't take too long to get to the actual good part of this one. But um, we've been we've been discussing. Uh, I know I've been said that for the last couple weeks, but we have watched. Um, a Netflix documentary called 9-11, The Turning Point and the War on Terror for the last five weeks now. And we watched the finale of this miniseries this last week for analysis today. The episode five is called Graveyard uh, Graveyard Empires. And I think the best way to describe this episode is kind of like the aftermath, uh, a little bit of both wars. But it starts off with um, the hunt for Osama bin Laden, which I thought was very, very interesting. It definitely glorified... Like, um, we talked about it a little bit uh, a couple weeks ago, how it definitely has less glorification of U.S. imperialism than other documentaries of, like, the same era and, like, similar topics. But I think this part was, like, the most of it because it all it went down this, like, rabbit hole of, like, how the SEAL mission was perfect from the get-go and, like, nothing, like, this was, like, despite the international law with Pakistan, like, they still went ahead and did this. And it was basically just this huge, like, victory for us the u.s military and i thought that was interesting if you guys have anything to comment on that i don't know yeah, I mean, I mean, oh, go, ahead. go ahead josh yeah i thought it was i thought it was funny there was a comment in that episode that was like 9-11 was the worst thing to happen to the u.s since the formation i was like is that really true i i just <laughs> thought it was kind of funny but uh they made it very clear that 
they went into Pakistan without them knowing or permission, and they still did it and really didn't give a didn't care that they did it. Yeah. It's just yeah. So someone recently told me, I thought this was pretty funny. I, I didn't mean to cut you off, Bush, but I'll, I'll just uh, interject here quick. No, go ahead. When it comes when it comes to like the zero dark thirty aspect, like this is like uh, just the SEAL team that killed uh, Osama bin Laden. Uh, someone told me recently, every Navy SEAL that was on that mission has written a book that they were the ones that killed bin Laden. So I thought that was like just like like every single yeah. one on that mission was like, I was the one that saved us all, guys. Can look at me. Yeah, you talk me. <laughs> I told oh, you that. They, damn it, I thought <laughs> yeah. that was my friend Joe. We talked about it like Friday, but I, I read an article about it, and it's I, that I think I don't remember how many people were on it, but almost every single one of them has done an interview where they claim to be the one who pulled the trigger, and they've all written books. Yeah, I thought that was Joe. They, they probably mom. they probably all did pull the trigger. They just all took turns. <laughs> Like, you know, once one started, they all just pulled the trigger and let it rip. I think the, the Zero Dark Thirty guy, or the guy who they have in Zero Dark Thirty actually pulled the trigger, is the only one I think he's made serious money off of it. But That makes sense. I, mean, I, thought was, bag, I, I thought it was a little disturbing, interesting, disturbing, whatever you want to call it, how they measured his height, how the guy just, like, yeah. laid down next to him. Yeah, that was weird. Oh yeah, and then they said because the they couldn't use facial identification because it was too destroyed by bullets. They had to go by his ears and like video that they found that was also kind of um, grotesque. Yeah, yeah, a, a little bit. We we obviously it also talks about like the famous like it didn't show the actual like ladies and gentlemen we got him like moment, but it did talk about it did show Obama's address to the nation after the raid. I've always I, I do remember actually watching that. I think I was downstairs just watching a movie and it like cut in because obviously it was very breaking news. And wasn't it was wasn't it May first or was it May eleventh, twenty eleven? It was it was May first. Oh okay. so there you go. We have twelve year the twelfth year anniversary of that. There we go. We planned that perfectly. I vaguely remember it as a kid. Vaguely remember like I, I, I remember like I didn't watch the the address, but I vaguely remember my parents like or somebody telling me that they killed Osama bin Laden. I remember reading like my first book about nine eleven, like in ele- like late elementary school, and how because at that point, like when it was published, like he hadn't been found, he was still on the loose. And I remember bringing up, I think it was my grandma or something like that. And she was like, "Yeah, he's still out there. No one knows where he is. He could be planning something new." I'm like, "That doesn't." Even then, I was like, "That doesn't seem exactly right." But I didn't exactly have the <laughs> the intellect to back back that up at the time. But when uh, I think the part of the episode that really stood out to me. Was you know they talk a lot about Guantanamo Bay in this one and mm. more like the legal like basis for Guantanamo Bay about like it's it might as well be in space. There's no like it's such a legal like loophole that no one really knows how to treat it. And they do this interview with this lawyer who is he's supposed to is he supposed to defend the torturers or the the detainees? I don't remember the detainees. He, he was a prisoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a prisoner lawyer. Yeah, and he was supposed to defend the detainees, and he like he ends up like resigning. He's like, I don't because he just couldn't get on board with the torture because they basically told him like, yeah, you have to just let this guy get tortured. He's like, I can't do that. You know, speaking of uh, Guantanamo Bay lawyers, I don't know if we've mentioned <laughs> on this show or not before, but Meatball Ron DeSantis. <laughs> that is where Ron DeSantis got his start out of college. He started as, or out of law school. He started as a. Uh, a uh, lawyer for Guantanamo Bay for the people that were torturing him. 
and yeah, I, thought this, I, I didn't know this whole time that Guantanamo Bay was called uh, Camp Justice. I did not know that at all. That seemed that's really crazy. fucked up. That's so fucked. That's our sense of justice. I found a hypocrite, like Obama said in his in his State of the Union or something that he wants to uphold the constitutional ideals of the prisoners. And then he just goes and kills like, you know, Osama bin Laden the next year and drone strikes a bunch of people. And like, is that our constitutional ideals? I don't know. It's kind of funny. The drone aspect is definitely a big, like a, a key part of this episode. They talked about like the, the civilian casualties and how radicalizing uh, drones can be, especially to like the, the peoples of Pakistan or anywhere in the Middle East that they were using drones excessively. There is obviously the argument, okay, it's not getting American boots on the ground. I am not in, ugh, it's just, you have the technology, it's basically just an act of laziness at this point where we you can make more contained aspect, like contained like incidents like that. First of all, there should be no international strikes like that without any approval of Congress, without anything like that. That's just way overreach, like basically just dictatorial, like military conquest. But it's also the fact like, yeah, you're, you're killing literal like civilians for one guy. You're blowing up an entire building to get one guy while there was 25, 30 kids on the compound. And we're the ones yeah. that are applauded as heroes of the international world. A really, really, there's a really powerful image in the, uh, it's very disturbing in this episode where it shows like, I think it's like three dead kids, like four or five year olds in caskets after, you know, an Afghan or, village or town got blown up by American drones, like this indiscriminate killing. Yeah, it's, de- it's very, very powerful, very powerful stuff. Especially with like the technology we've seen now, like we can drop a sword on a guy's head from space and you're telling me we've got to blow up a whole building. I think we, I don't know if we actually brought this up after, um, I think it was one of our first episodes when um, Putin was uh, served the International Criminal Court, like uh, the arrest warrant. But we never actually brought up the fact that Trump was also faced with, not, not, through, the, not through the ICC, but he was, he was given an arrest warrant through the Iranian government when he blew up, when he uh, killed uh, Soleimani. Like, this is definitely like the president of that, like, yeah, he killed Soleimani, but like, yeah, it's, it's an international act of like just, I'm going to indiscriminately kill this entire building. Like, like that's, it doesn't exactly seem right. You can't just drop ordinance on sovereign nations and expect no consequences unless you're the president of the United States. And then you can. <laughs> that's, that's, that's valid for sure. But yeah. Very overall, very good docuseries. I thought it was very, very good. It very, it shows a lot of different aspects to that era. Definitely like, like I, like I mentioned at the top, it doesn't just it doesn't glorify the United States as much as other documentaries post 9/11 do. It definitely describes like how much we overreached and how even people inside the system were like, okay, this isn't this is not good. Like we need to figure some stuff out. And how we were, it was very powerful. Even my mom, like she even brought up, she's like, after watching, I could definitely see like why we're viewed as like the world's enemies in some of those areas. Like that's that looks really bad in the United States. I mean. I, this is, I don't know if we've said this take on the uh, the show before, but I mean, it's America deserved 9-11. And it's like, it's not the, like the, obviously the people in the World Trade Center and the first responders, you know, the American citizens didn't deserve to die, but America as like a power, as an institution, like they fucked around and they found out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, the young men and women that were 
like lied to after like oh this will pay for your college like they were the ones that paid the price rather than the four or five old guys that wanted to make some money off some oil fields we did so much and we've done so much fucked up shit since then like it's we we radicalized an entire region of the world that hates america because oil I saw this uh, Hassan take, and I, I, think, I think it was Hassan, but I definitely, like, I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was very funny to hear, and just, well, funny, whatever you want to call it. But the last time we fought, we didn't fight our own tax dollars, like, including this war, was World War II. Like, we have funded both sides of every conflict we've been in since World War II. And the only, re- the only reason it wasn't World War II is because, like, the, the Nazis were, like, cutting into our, like, domain. Like, they were selling weapons to the wrong people and stuff like that. But... I just, you wait, like, it talks about a lot about the money in this, at the end of this episode, and throughout the whole series, too, it talks about, like, the money aspect of it, like, oh, trillions of dollars were spent on the war in Afghanistan and Iraq, and none of that went to the actual soldiers, none of that went to the people that were actually, like, dying for this cause that they believed was right because they were lied to. No, it's going to contractors, it's going to blowing up one building to build it from the other side, it's just, that that image on, I think it was in the fourth episode, it might have been, been the third where it shows those soldiers just going through village after village looking for IEDs by throwing this like long rod and blowing up, but probably with some family's home for generations or something like it just with no remorse either. They were uh, it just, it just blows my mind that that's like, we're, we're seen as the good guys in most of those stories. Propaganda, my man. Yeah, pretty much. The KSM stuff is interesting too, but yeah, I would highly yeah. recommend anyone that hasn't checked it out, check out 9-11, uh, Turning Point, and The War on Terror. It's on Netflix, five episodes, very easy watch, very highly recommend. But, so, it's the finale, and we're going to do something a little fun. If you are not familiar with an online, the online test, The Political Compass, we'll be taking today, uh, we're going to be taking this test. We're going to kind of break through some of the questions. It's not that long of a test, so we're going to go through and talk, talk through it about our answers and stuff like that. And when we go through, we're just going to take it and see where we kind of end up at the end of We'll discuss some results and yeah, it should be pretty fun going through. And if you want to take it with us, feel free. But so um, I think the three, oh, yeah, go ahead, I think, Josh. I think based on just me listening, I think I'm going to be a decent, a bit different from you two guys, hey, but uh, I'm just curious to see how different the biggest complaint if I, had is that we agree too much for sure. So yes, yeah, please disagree the, the with thing, us. The political compass test is you'll, you'll notice if you take it and we'll talk, it's absolutely flawed. Um, but it, it does a decent enough job of giving you like a general idea of where you stand. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are, are put a, put off of it, like from this test specifically, for two factors. One of them being, well, there's no neutral stance on any of these questions. You have to either strongly disagree, disagree, agree, or strongly agree. There's no neutral. And the very first question is very, very scary for people that don't, <laughs> don't look into like, politics very much. Because considering it literally starts with, if economic globalization is inevitable, it should primarily serve humanity rather than the interests of transnational corporations. And that's very scary to read, but it, when you break it down, it basically, <laughs> yeah, it, when you break it down, it basically talks about, well, if everything is going to be for profit, if everything is going to be like commercialized, it should like the, those, that money should uh, serve humanity rather than the people that are like, like the corporations themselves. So yeah. for this one, I'm like, I personally strongly agree, but uh, I also strongly agree. I'm just going to say agree, but I could go either disagree or agree because I feel like eventually the corporations are going to serve their best interest, which is preserving humanity. 
So at some point it tips the scale to be even, but you know, who knows when that is or if it happens. Mm. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's fair. I guess I think that that question alone scares a lot of people off. Cause they're like, Oh boy, this is going to be like deep political theory. But then the next one is very simple. And that just, I'd always support my country, whether right or wrong. So for that, for that one, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's very, it gets very easy, very fast. Like personally on this one, I'm a strongly disagree, but I, I yeah. What are uh, you guys I mean, on this one? Yeah. I'm also strongly disagree. You know, I, 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 this is my my take on patriotism has always been similar in that, like I don't I don't think it's a bad thing to be proud of your country, but your country has to do something worthy of being proud of for you to be proud of them. I'm a, I'm just a disagree mm. for the yeah, same reasons both. Of them. Yeah, I think I think our patriotic stances are pretty pretty fair or are pretty uh, similar in that regard. And another patriotic question coming next with. No one chooses their country of birth, so it's foolish to be proud of it. I strongly agree on well, I, that one. I go kind of bounce back and forth between agree and strongly agree. If I really want to get like more like, I wish there was like medium options between these questions because those do influence your like decision making a lot. Like which one you pick, but personally for this one, I'd probably go strongly agree for me. Uh, personally for this, I bounce for back and forth between agree and disagree for. What kind of the reason I just like stayed a little more like I don't think just being born there is a reason necessarily to be proud, but I also don't think it's foolish to be proud of your birth country if they do something that you're proud of. So I think in this case I'm I usually say agree, so I think in this case I'm gonna go disagree. Get a get a little spectrum of my results. For this one I'm I'm strongly disagree because for you know, a lot of our grandparents say they oh we're we came from Ireland. Well at the we're at the point where like if you're born in america you're not a hundred percent anything anymore so then it just becomes america so to have a identity of of some some sort of you know we're all together in america i just think it's not foolish to be proud of that and i don't like the word foolish in that country i think it's it's i don't know you'd be an idiot if you believed in that which again the question wordings are a little weird but mm, yeah, that's my sure. take on it. Oh, I think that's the wording, I like yeah. the, you kind of brought up like the heritage aspect of it too, especially that's something that's pretty uniquely American with the amount of cultures that we have here. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, we've been called the melting pot for since our inception. So, well, not since our, yeah, but in the latter half of like the 19th and 20th centuries. Um, wording is definitely a point of this test where I think a lot of people Miss, like we'll read questions a different way because I remember when I watched back in the day uh, Hassan reacting to Shapiro taking this the next question is our race has many superior qualities compared with other races like so I think you can either read that as like race as in like black white or like humanity as one race so it's all up in inter- interpretation I typically view this as the former of that but I can definitely I, see I, someone I, saying humanity it's absolutely, I think, a, a black-white question. But, uh, uh, that's how I answered it, and I disagree with that one. Yeah, yeah. I strongly disagree with that one. As Yeah, I strongly as well. Some of these are questions are um, very political, like obviously with the first one, and then some of them will get even less political, but this one's there's a little, a little philosophy in this too, in the fact that the enemy of my enemy is my friend, 
that one I tend to disagree with probably strongly in the sense of like, I don't think that like, I, I know I'm a hippie for believing it, but I don't believe that like hating one person is going to like guarantee me friendship with another or like that hating is just a good form of making friendship like that. So I tend to strongly disagree with that. I also kind of bump between disagree and strongly disagree more for the aspect of, um, like I think about like the Taliban now, you know, like supporting them and their fight against ISIS and whatever, but like, I don't align with the view of the Taliban anyway, so I don't want to see a, a Taliban government come to power just to replace an ISIS power. That's a good take. I'm just at disagree on that one. Mm. So, uh, military action that defies international law is sometimes justified. So, this is kind of pertinent with the Osama bin Laden discussion that we had a little while ago. This one is a little tougher for me to answer. Because you do have some some moments like like when I was when I first took this back in the day, I definitely was like, oh yeah, it was just like Osama, like that was a good thing we did. But when you see the implications of breaking international law, especially from a U.S. perspective, I definitely see the more of the negatives now than I ever did before. So on this one, I I I I go with disagree. I don't strongly disagree with it because I think there are sometimes like okay, some international law needs to be like adjusted to be worded better to be more humanitarian in general. But I think overall, it's a, like the uh, the ICC and like regulations set by the UN are fairly fairly fine. The problem I kind of have with this uh, question is it's like you're always going to be able to somebody's always going to be able to come up with a reason that it's fine to do it. So like like well like what about this? What about this? In these super niche like rare circumstances, you know you're always going to find like yeah all right yeah we could probably do it then. But I mean, in general I'm also going to disagree. I'm with you guys. I mean, for the just for what we were talking about earlier, it's, you can just we we were living the repercussions of breaking international law that we justified ourselves. So it's it's yeah. kind of the, it's, it's kind of the question too of like if you're gonna ca- talk about international law, you have to have the entire you have to keep the entire international community like upholding to those laws. And guess who is the number one breaker of those laws? That would be the United States. We set the laws and then we break them for it. If we do it, okay, you don't get it. It's not a war crime if America does it. Exactly. It's just we're just freedom fighters, not not terrorists. Ugh. There and then this is the last. Uh, we'll kind of take turns like, introducing the questions as we go for uh, through the pages here. So I'll do my last one on this page. There is now a worrying fusion of information and entertainment. That one, I think, I'm assuming we're all gonna like have the same answer. I say strongly agree on that one because it's getting fairly ridiculous depending on like where you look. But I could be. Yeah, I also on that. strongly agree. I mean, like. You know, like, you know, the amount of, like, information that, like, social media gathers on you is unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm with agree on that one. Absolutely. All right, page Bush, two. Why don't you, yeah, why don't you read us off for uh, page two, then Josh can do three. Yeah. Uh, so, top of top page two, we got people are ultimately divided more by class than by nationality. Um, I mean, this is basically, like, ripped, you know, straight out of, like, Marxian text, and I'm going to strongly agree. I think... You know, at the end of the day, I even not necessarily more like divided, but like united even by more by class. Like, you know, the, the poor people in every country share the same. Like, there's always going to be these this division of class in every nation. I strongly agree with that. I, I strongly agree with that one, too. And back in you know World War Two, maybe it wouldn't have been the case, but definitely now class class warfare, I suppose, is alive and very uh more than nationality 
I think there is definitely an element of like nationalistic, like taking like the different factions of people because there will always be like distrust of like X country from Y country. Like well, I live with two, I live with two people from India. Obviously, certain Pakistan, uh, Pakistan policies and different Pakistani stances, they'll be disagreement on because that's just how it's been. Like that's how it is in that uh, region of the world. And like same way with us, like how the U.S. has been propagating against China and Russia for the last 30, 40 years, like. Anything that China or Russia does is portrayed negative on the news, whether that could be bombing 10 people, which, yes, is bad, or they could be giving humanitarian, like, food to different people, and that would still be considered, oh, that's bad, because communism kind of kind of shit like that. No, absolutely. Uh, we have controlling inflation is uh, more important than controlling unemployment. This is an interesting one. Um, you know, I'm not super well-versed in, like, overall economics, but I think... I think I would lean slightly to disagree because I'd rather have, you know, people employed and still making some money with inflation than, you know, a whole bunch of people being out of the job. But the wealthier people, you know, aren't dealing with the effects of inflation that much. But I I can bounce back. I can see both sides of it. I'm I'm definitely on the agree side because in economics, you can't eliminate unemployment. You can't, it, it's unfeasible to even run models at with unemployment at 0%. And even at like you know, the average, I don't even remember the stat, but you know, there's cyclical unemployment. People lose their jobs all the time. But having a, you know, controlling inflation, I think is much more important just from a environment or not environment, uh, economic standpoint. Hmm. I, I kind of took an A economic, I've always seen kind of like an A economic status, which is probably not the smartest answer for this question, but it's just the way I, I don't know, kind of looked at it. The way I kind of see it is money as a concept is something that we have kind of invented in the sense like that it technically doesn't really mean anything, which is because we say it is. So therefore, the inflation aspect of it, we kind of control that as much as we kind of want to. Well, not and by we, I mean like the few corporations that like do actually control it. Like what does what does Target say? What does Apple say? Kind of stuff like that. But I truly think that like being able to give people like there's no question about UBI on here, but this is kind of close to where that is in the sense of like. All right, so if money truly doesn't mean anything, let's make sure everyone has enough to like be able to you know survive and stuff like that. Whether that's through employment, like the way it is now, or through a universal basic in- income system. So in that sense, I I tend to strong I, I bounce between disagree and strongly disagree on this one, in the sense of I think it's more important for people to have money coming in than worry about like the because cor- typically inflation tends to run a little bit more when like corporate profits tend to dip like based off like trends and stuff like that. So I think it's more important to real, like to worry about the people rather than the corporations. Um, yeah. On the, on the tune of corporations, we have, because corporations cannot be trusted to voluntarily protect the environment, uh, they require regulation. Uh, this is, I strongly agree for me, obviously. Um, I mean, I think we look just in this past, I mean, just look at, you know, modern industrial society, the way, that corporations, you know, the trash in the ocean, the East Palestine train derailment and such. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious they're not going to, I mean, there's obviously a few out there that are going to be better than others, but in general, it's pretty easy to see the way that they've treated the environment. I'm with, agree. I'm agree on this one too. Yep. I strongly agree. I think, I think you made some pretty good points and we, we've, we see what happens during like the Trump administration, like with the examples that you brought up, what happens with like, with the with rapid deregulation with like the epa's funding getting nuked and like just without these things just bad things happen environmentally so yeah i strongly agree about that one 
Uh, next, we've got another a quote, actually, just you know, ripped directly from the man himself. Uh, from each according to his ability to each according to his need is a fundamentally good idea. I'm going to strongly agree, but I think I'm going to let you explain this one, Cameron, because I always have a hard time trying to explain this to people. Yeah, that's fair. I, I anticipate this being the biggest disagreement we'll probably have with Josh in this sense, because like I brought up a little bit ago, the biggest complaint that we've had overall with the show is that me and Griffin simply agree too much on most things. So we wanted to get a little bit of an outsider perspective on it. But when it comes to like, uh, yeah, this is this is directly from the uh, from Marx himself from the manifesto. And it's basically saying like, what you produce, you get back in return in a sense of like, okay, I, you're getting the value for your labor. Like you go out, you work this shoe factory, like you get back exactly how much you put into it. And you're given what you need and like you are work, you're working for what you need. Like it's just getting more value for your actual work rather than being like in a, like a kind of not a wage slavery, but in the sense of like just being extracted surplus value for your like labor under like the capitalist economy. It's even like the other idea that like, you know, you, and this is like leaning, you know, more like toward after the communist transition would have been completed that you go out and you work the job that is within your ability to do. So say you're, you know, super, you know, you're super intelligent and you're great at medicine. You'd be a doctor, but say you're really good at working on cards, you'd work on cards and you're, doing these jobs to your ability, but your needs are still being met by the general society, regardless of what job you are performing. Surprising. I think I'm, 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 I agree with this one because that's how I kind of view society today in a way. It's not as cut and dry as the quote, but people who are generally smarter and have an interest in medicine become doctors. People who want to work on cars generally work on cars. The only difference is that they aren't according to his needs. I mean, the needs are much different and the pay is much different than what they would be. Uh, so I'm just going to put agree on this one. I mean, this, this question I think is a little, I mean, because the last part is fundamentally a good idea. It, it's the same problem with a lot of these questions, right? It's easy to say, well, yeah, like the idea itself is good. It's, you know, if you really agree with the idea or not. So mm. I think some of these questions definitely need some rework. Yeah, I agree. Next is very simple, though. The freer the market, the freer the people. Uh, for me, that's going to be a strongly disagree. Same here. Uh, I don't. <laughs> uh, I don't think putting. Our, I. I. Yeah. I mean, by freeing the market that much, you're basically just replacing the government with corporations, corporations. and corporate I'm going to throw agree on here, just because I. If you have two, because the problem I have right now is there's too much bailouts for mega corporations, which. You know, we should just let them fail, in my opinion, and somebody else will do it better for cheaper. Um, so that's a free market, free people. I mean, you're not, I mean, it's just, like you said, it's, you're under the hand of one person anyways. So I don't know, let the people that want to make things more efficiently do it. I would, I, would, I, would, I would agree on some aspects of that. I think, it, I think it all depends on what industry you're probably looking at specifically, at least for me. Like I would say like, let them fail in the terms of like some of the banks. Yeah. Those big banks. Yeah. Let them fail. Don't, but don't, don't uh, bail them out. But certain industries that should be taken care of, like, uh, like through social programs, like healthcare and housing and stuff like that. I think that some of those should definitely be more like funded, which is definitely an anti-free market approach. So I think that's where my biggest uh, distinction comes from that. My take is like, I, I, have, I think hospitals should be socially funded, but in terms of like, you know, banks and other, if it's, I, I agree with Josh that, you know, if a corporation isn't like a necessity to society and it fails, we should let it fail. 
you know, we don't need to bail them out. But if it comes to something like banks, something that is deemed so necessary to society that we have to bail it out, it should be socially funded. That's yeah, that's 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 my take for sure. Uh, it is a sad reflection on our society that something as basic as drinking water is now a bottled branded consumer product. <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree. I lean, nope. um, I, I bounce back and forth uh, between agree and strongly agree on this one. I almost, you, I almost always pick strongly agree on, on this question specifically. But um, yeah, I, I think that like, it, it kind of comes back to the UBI I think I was talking about a little it's while ago. I, thank you, Siri. I was talking a little while ago. Um, yeah, if you, if you need something like water is one of the three tenets to, like of survival that should not be sold. And if you can't afford water, you literally die. Like that just shouldn't be a thing. I'm, I'm, I threw agree where is this one? Uh, or just sorry, disagree on this one, because th- the fact of drinking water, wells many times get contaminated. And at least we know that this water is safe to drink for people. Now, there's a lot of programs, donations and stuff like that, humanitarian efforts that get this water to people that need it. I mean, you see in hurricanes what is the one thing you always see people carrying is like those big cases of water. So, I mean, I don't think it's a sad reflection of our society that we're able to provide clean, safe drinking water pretty rapidly to pe- to where you need it. Um, so I, that'll, that's why I'm throwing disagree on there. That's fair. I, like, I think that's mostly interpretation. Yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead, Bush. So it's the way you threw that, like the delivery of bottled water. I mean, it's fantastic that, you know, as a society, we've developed the capabilities to like, produce and store these vast amounts of you know like certifiably safe drinking water i just you know like you talk about being just like you know i don't think it should require a uh, a charity to distribute it as disaster agent should just be free to those people in the first place like clean drinking water that's not going to kill you i think should be a a fundamental human right i, I that, agree that's with that a uh, land shouldn't be a commodity bought or sold this one's tough for me I, 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 this is one that I, if there was a neutral option, I would absolutely pick, but I think I'm going to go agree. I'm a hippie, strongly agree. That's all my justification. I, I wish there was a neutral option, but I I don't know. This one is just so... <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to throw agree on there. I, I don't know. I also looked it up because I was curious. Um, Dasani is the leading uh, packaged water plant. It's just for a couple questions to go right with that. Is the leading U.S. packaged water, and they uh, they bring in three point seven nine billion dollars a year. Just for content, I was, I was just, I was just curious. I thought that'd be interesting to share. I mean, uh, yeah, this one's tough. Like, I don't even know because, like, I don't necessarily think that owning land is a bad thing, but I also like think that people should like i'm also like pro like universal housing so it's it's just a difficult question to interpret and like it's a weird one yeah for sure Uh, it is regrettable that many personal fortunes are made by people who simply manipulate money and contribute nothing to their society Uh, i strongly agree i think this is the one we're gonna have the biggest spread on really i I I figured this was gonna be like a, a universal one I strongly disagree because I guess it's just the wording of the question. I, I mean, my job is manipulating people's money so that it grows and I make money off that. But 
I do it for people that generally wouldn't know how to do it or don't have the time or capacity to do it themselves. So I, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think I'm contributing nothing to society. I think no, I would definitely say in that, like but, in your case, you're absolutely contributing something to society. So the, I guess I just don't know who they're talking about in this question. I think they're mostly talking about nepotism and like sons of sons and daughters of like billionaires and stuff like that. I I, I could be wrong, but I think that's where that's how I interpret it at least. I always read it more as like day like pure stock market traders, like people who just got a million bucks from their daddy and all they do is trade stocks the rest of the day. Yeah, I think I think we're fairly similar in our in our interpretation there. That, That that's how I've always read it. Uh, we have next up uh, protectionism is sometimes necessary in trade. Uh, I strongly agree. And uh, Bush, I know we've I know we've discussed it in like past episodes, but do you want to give a, a brief like definition of it for someone that might not know, or Josh, if you want to come at it from an economic standpoint? Um, it's basically like the idea of like we want to we'd want to protect American industry, American manufacturers, American owned businesses over like and so by. You could do that either by giving them tax breaks or like increasing taxes and tariffs on foreign imports. I think it's absolutely necessary in trade. I mean, obviously it's, it's, you know, ever since the creation, I feel of trade, there's definitely been pluses and minuses to helping out your neighbor or, you know, or your own country versus a different one. And I think it just promotes trade even more. Or, you know, you were able to tinker with supply and demand by adding tariffs and whatnot. So I think it's definitely, I strongly agree with sometimes necessary in trade. I, I, this is, this is one of mine where I wish there was a neutral option because I, I mean, trade, yeah, it's important. Obviously it's what advances most of society forward. At least that's what it used to be. I mean, like that, but when it comes to like your own interests and stuff like that, I think it depends on the commodity itself. Like if you're shipping um x amount of i don't know vaccine and you're trading back or something like some like medicinal thing that you could probably like okay let's let's make sure it's like protected that way but i don't think the ip should be protected on the backside like there's a reason why insulin was kind of like sold like the original patent for insulin was for a dollar because it was just it was better to be like sent out the worldwide like traded like universally like something like that but i think it's if it's a very like niche product and it's for like domestic manufacturers and stuff like, like that, like you, good union, like factory doesn't want to get like shipped across seas like that. I can probably lean towards agree, but I, I put disagree. I would probably put neutral otherwise. Yeah. And that's just uh, another interpretation issue, I guess, from that standpoint, like yep. what, what are we talking about in trade? Cause trade in general is, is really <laughs> broad. That is very yeah. vague. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, the only social responsibility of a company should be to deliver a profit to its shareholders. I am going to strongly disagree. As am I. I am going to just throw it on disagree. I think, um, uh, like, I, I know I mentioned the Shapiro video a little bit ago, but I think his take on this one was interesting in the sense of like, okay, like it, it's how you like, like, wor- like word the question and stuff like that. Cause the social aspect of that, of that, uh, like of this statement is what's interesting to me because the social responsibility, well, technically based off his interpretation, corporations have no social responsibility. They just have to worry about like their profits and stuff like that. So like, in, if you're literally working on just wording of wording alone, you're technically probably going to go more towards the agree side. Like as a, as an entity, corporations don't have to worry about social responsibility, but 
when you actually live in the real world and actually really like actually have the questions, yes, they have to be beholden to environmental interests and other like just interests that are outside of like that stock of the stockholder board meeting. I mean, yeah, if we look at like, you know, the way our system is set up, I mean, and even honestly, in most cases, I would say that like a company shouldn't necessarily have to have like a social responsibility for those kind of things. That should be something that should be, you know, state funded, socially funded. But at the same time, like, I don't think they're only should like, you know, it comes to like a sense of like a sustainable business model of you know, you're gonna, your business is going to go great for 85 years and that's going to be gone. So if, I guess if you want to call that, you know, continuous profit to your shareholders, but I'm, I'm still going to strongly disagree. Yeah, I think yeah, I think we're fairly uh, similar on that. Unless Josh, you have a uh, disagree on that? No, I, I'm I'm with you guys. Uh, the rich are too highly taxed. Um, disagree. I'm going to say they're way too lowly taxed. I'm going to go with the strongly disagree option on this one because yeah, like zero income tax for some of those guys. Like, are you are you kidding me? But whatever. I think that there's too many loopholes that allow you to you know play with how much money you made, and I think. That's what should be patched up. I think the the percentages are fine, but you have to get rid of some of those back-end loopholes that not everybody can, A, take advantage of, and B, even know about, unless you have a genius tax person that you have on constant call. Yeah, I, I, but I'm, with, I I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys. Yeah, I, I, this, told, uh, I, I agree. This next one is interesting to me. This one I have a hard time with, too. It's uh, those with the ability to pay should have access to higher standards of medical care. I, I think I would also, if there was an option to go neutral on this one, I, I lean disagree. I think everybody should have, like, my take is everybody should have access to, like, this a good quality healthcare should be the baseline that everybody has access to. But if you, like, have, I don't think it should be, like, illegal for you to pay more for healthcare. But I also believe, like, all healthcare should be socially funded. So I'm going to disagree. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, that's kind of how our world is a little bit. I mean, look at the NFL guys. They're getting way different treatment for a <laughs> you know, sprained ankle or, or whatever than you or I. But uh, I would also generally – if I wish there was a neutral option, but I'm going to disagree. This one is – I'm actually a little shocked uh, from uh, Griffin's side that this is more of a neutral disagree kind of thing. Because I uh, 100% strongly disagree on this one. I think that anything that falls, like, now there is a caveat when I, when I say anything, but when it comes to medical care, like literally going to save your life twice a year, checkups, kind of anything that is like prescribed, like internationally, like this is what you do for a healthier life. I think that form of medicine should absolutely be free to everyone or should be socially funded. I know it's not free for, I know it's not outright free, but I think it should absolutely be government funded. When it comes to like elective surgeries, depending on the elective surgery, that could you could potentially like come back like, hey, I want to I don't know get Botox for the fourteen fifteenth time. Like okay, like yeah, you can probably pitch in a couple bucks, like whatever, like for the specialized equipment. But when it comes to like most, I would say nearly all medical procedures should be state funded. So I, I strongly disagree on that one. Uh, we're, we're almost done with page two. I know it's a longer one. This has been a. We have to do a little less discourse on our – not that we're disagreeing a whole lot, but uh, yeah, government yeah. should utilize yeah. businesses that mislead the public. I'm going to strongly agree. As am I. Strongly agree with me as well. Look at that. We got, uh, we got, a, we got a good one. 
I feel like that one's pretty straightforward. Um, and then a genuine free market requires restrictions on the ability of predator multinationals to create monopolies. I'm going to strongly agree. I would just agree. More neutral, agree. I would be, if there was a neutral option, I would agree, or I would be neutral, but I'm going to go agree. Perfect. We're on to page three. We're, get, we're getting through there. We'll, yeah, as Bush said, we'll, we'll probably uh, shorten these discussions down a little bit. I know it's getting a little bit longer of time, and we have a little bit other things to do. So we'll kind of uh, kind of speed through for the next couple pages to get through these. Uh, but Josh, if you want to uh, introduce them, uh, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, abortion when the woman's life is not threatened should always be illegal. I'm going to strongly disagree. I'm also going to strongly disagree. I think that one's uh, a, yeah, all pretty straight Yeah. All authority should be questioned. Uh, I'm going to go disagree with this one. Um, I just feel like the, the again, I'm disagreeing to the wording. All authority. Obviously, there's some authority that I, I generally don't question ever. Um, but then there's also some authority that I do question. So I wish there was a neutral option just for the wording of this question. That's fair. I'm going to strongly fair. disagree. I agree. Just I yeah. yeah. I'm going to strongly agree just because I, I definitely get that wording. Cause you know, like my parents tell me to do something. I'm not going to question why I'm just going to, you know, listen to my mom, but I always, I have, I guess I've always seen it from like a, a government approach. Well, even yeah, then, I like yeah. I, the authority of a mayor, I really don't question. <laughs> Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's how much power or how much authority they have. That's good. Yeah, I can see that. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. I'm going to just disagree with this one. Uh, I don't I think also, it's... Yeah, I strongly I disagree. A, I, I always tend to quote Gandhi on this question. Like, the eye for an eye just makes the whole world blind. Like, revenge is just, yeah, no good. Yeah. Uh, taxpayers should not be expected to prop up any theaters or museums that cannot survive on commercial basis. Uh, I strongly disagree on this one. As do I. Otherwise, there would be no museums or theaters that probably would survive, but still. Yeah, um, absolutely. We need something like that. The, art, the world would be so bland without the arts. True. Under, underappreciated. Um, schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Uh, this one's tough because... It, it, it's different. It's difficult. In high school, I would say disagree, but in college, I would agree. But that's just like age, because at you know twenty, twenty one, twenty two, or whatever, you're you're an adult. You can make your own decisions. But when you're a high schooler, you are not. So I, I would generally, though, uh, say disagree. I'm gonna yeah. strongly disagree. I like the college take, I guess. But I, I never, like I never thought of that before. Yeah. That's a that's a new like layer that I hadn't thought about, but I mean, there's always gonna be it's like if you don't make it compulsory, there's always my my main worry isn't so much like the kid who doesn't want to go because most of the time their parents are gonna make them go. It's more like the the parent who like just isn't gonna take their kid to school or like whatever, and so then that child's getting robbed of an education because they have bad parents, whatever. Like making it compulsory gives a, a legal ability for that child to get their education that they have the right to. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I like that take. All people have their rights, but it is better for all of us, for all of us, that different sorts of people should keep to their own kind. I disagree um, with this one. Yeah, I, I disagree that with this. We disagree. I don't like that question. It's it's 
poorly written, but yes, um, absolutely. Some of the wording on the social questions on this page, because like every page is a different like uh, kind of like stance politically, and this is social stuff. All of them are weirded like with like double negatives and shit. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Good parents sometimes have to spank their children. I am in the strongly agree category on this one. I mean, it doesn't say in excess. I mean, sometimes I think it just has to happen for a parent to do that. I'm curious to know your takes. I'm Chris, in. Why don't you go ahead? The, I'm in the disagree, but I I think I would go neutral on this one because I, I mean, I don't know. I, I I definitely think it's possible to you know discipline your children and raise them without spanking. But I I do I think that in some cases that you know with some kids it might be the right move as long as it's not excessive or malicious. Yeah, that's yeah, why that's I agree. Um, it's natural for children to keep some secrets from their parents. Strongly agree. Strongly, strongly agree. agree. I think it's just life. Um, <laughs> moving <laughs> on then. Uh, possessing, possessing marijuana for personal use should not be a criminal offense. Strongly agree. One. Strongly <laughs> agree. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it just passed in Minnesota like last week, last Friday or something? The Minis- Yeah, the Minnesota yeah. State House passed um, recreational. Yeah. Uh, and then it'll be said to the Senate and then to an overall floor vote. But yeah, it's by the summer, it'll be completely legalized recreationally. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a good move, finally. Um, the prime function of schooling should be to equip the future generation to find jobs. Uh, I wish there was a neutral, but it doesn't break down the types of schooling. Like if this was like a trade school, absolutely. It should be to equip the people to find like plumbing jobs because you got to know how to plumb, plumb stuff and electricians. But it's also throwing in there like liberal arts education, which it is not the job to equip the future generation to find the jobs. It's equipped, equipping people with life skills that'll help them thrive in any scenario. So I will disagree with this question. Yeah, I, I also disagree. Okay, I disagreed. I like. I definitely think like, you know, like being a, like you know, school should when you graduate, especially like a like a post secondary education, like when you graduate that it it should be you know to find their job or whatever you want to do in society. But like high school and middle school and elementary school, I I don't necessarily agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, people with serious, with serious inheritable disabilities should not be allowed to reproduce. I agree on this one. Uh, I think it's just a, a general, like, I guess I don't know what they're talking about. If it's, I guess I don't know any inheritable disabilities at the top of my head, but I just from what a, they're potentially talking about is kind of maybe like more sickle cell or maybe even like down syndrome kind of stuff like that. That's how I've always mm-hmm. interpreted this question. It's definitely eugenics esque kind of like a, at least over it's definitely not as severe in that but i think um that's why i tend to I, that's why i put strongly disagree for this one because it's also a question of authority like okay who is inspecting like serious and inher- like who determines like what is okay to reproduce and i just right. don't think the state should have any say in like like any form of like sexual activity like that that's that's between people my take not, is the same as yours, Cameron. Uh, what's I have that? the same take yeah, yeah. my take's the same as yours um the most important thing for children to learn is to accept discipline. I'm going to be disagree on this one. I, I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm the same way. I'm, I disagree. Yeah. I strongly disagreed on this one, but I think we have all have the same take. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are no savage and civilized people. There are only different cultures. Uh, 
I'm just going to put agree. If there was neutral, I would. But I think if like there's some of those like never before met tribes in like the Amazon and like deserted islands and stuff that are just entering the Iron Age or something like that. I don't think those like they're definitely not cultured uh, people like they can't talk or whatever. So that's why I would put neutral, but I would just agree. I, uh, I, I, I literally waited for you to talk and we did it at the same I, time. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Bush. Uh, I strongly agreed. Um, the, the North, like the North sent to these like uncontacted tribes is something I've thought about, but I, I, I think it's probably the question. I don't like the word savage. Yeah. That's um, what puts me off of it too. Like I, I, like less developed, absolutely, you know, or at least in our eyes. But I, I I'm still gonna strongly agree on this one. Then, you know, and I guess that's just my take on like the savage. I'm not. I don't think they're talking like crazy savage animals, but it, that's just how I interpret it. But uh, those who are able to work and refuse the opportunity should not expect society support. This one I can see us disagreeing on. Yep. Yeah, and I, the, the kicker here is that they refuse the opportunity. Um, so I, I strongly agree with this one. And I'm on the opposite end. I strongly disagree with, with this one for the, sen- for the sense of, uh, I still think, like, again, it's, it's a UBI basis too. Like, I think I still think, like, yeah, if you're unsatisfied with your work, you shouldn't be penalized while you look for something that truly does is makes you happy. So in that interim, you should still be able to, like, expect like government subsidized healthcare and food, st- like food programs. And you shouldn't have to worry about losing your house and stuff like that just because of your in-between jobs or you're unsatisfied with your yeah, own. But to me, that's not, that's not refusing the opportunity. If you're in between jobs, that's not refusing the opportunity to get a new job. But, but it's, it might be refusing. Okay. I'm going to take this $11 an hour McDonald's job while I look for another job. that's actually like in my field or something like that. Sure. Okay. Fair. Yeah. I, um, I, I disagree with this one slightly. I, I, I'd probably go between like a neutral and a disagree. But the same thing as Cameron. Like I think if you're in between jobs, you know, I don't think you should, you know, pick a period of time, you know, I, like six months a year, whatever, that you're trying to figure out what you want to do. Maybe you want to travel a little bit. You want to figure out your job, figure out your life. You know, I, I don't think you should have to always be having a job to, you know, support, to survive, you know, I, UBI, you know, whatever me and Cameron have some more takes in that. But I also think, you know, if you're just going to sit around for four or five years and you're making, you know, you're not, you don't have any plans. You're just not doing anything and contributing nothing to society. Then I wouldn't, then I would go more on the agree side, but in general, I'm going to disagree. Um, when, when you're, you are troubled, it's better... questions. Yeah. when you're, when you are troubled, it's better not to think about it, but to keep busy <laughs> with more cheerful things. I'll just agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, just it's agree, move on kind of thing. Like, that's yeah. okay. There are some really stupid <laughs> questions in this test, 100%. First generation immigrants can never be fully integrated with their new country. I disagree. I also I, they disagree. Think they can easily integrate fully. Um, I've, met, I've met very first generation immigrants, and yes, they are as American as yeah. you are, as, as anyone. So. I've met first generation immigrants, so I wouldn't have known they were first generation immigrants unless they told me. Exactly. Um, What's good for most successful corporations is always ultimately good for all of us. I'm just going to strongly disagree because there's too many absolutes. Always ultimately good for all of us. I mean, it's just, there's too much there. 
I was thinking the exact yeah. same thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'll move on with that one. No broadcasting institution, however independent, its content should receive public funding. Uh, I disagree with this one. This would be a neutral for me. A neutral agreed. I kind of bounce back. Like I can, I can see the harmfulness of state-run media, but I can also see some of the benefits of like trying to be more neutral. I, I don't know. I disagree. I think I, I see what you're saying, Cam, with the dangers of you know like a state propaganda network, basically. But I, I think like in a, you know, as objective as a, a state-sponsored news network could be, just that just delivers like straight up facts and information would be good in like conjunction with private media Mm. well that was social issues and now back i will introduce page four and how we see the wider society our civil liberties are being excessively curbed in the name of counterterrorism. now i think the word excessively is the key kicker on this one but i still would probably put agree like you look at snowden and other whistleblowers how much we've been spied on the last 25 years is insane all because of uh, just 9-11 and other, like, Patriot Act. Yeah, not great. Yeah, I'm agree- I'll agree with you on that one. I strongly agreed on this one. Mm. This one I could also see a, a pretty big disagreement coming out, but a, a, significant, a significant advantage of a one-party state is that it avoids all the arguments that delay progress in a democratic political system. I tend to strongly agree. Now, I would bounce back and forth between agree and strongly agree. I'm not advocating for a one-state, one-party state, but I think objectively when it comes to the question, I think that is an advantage where there isn't an and delay progress in actually passing legislation. So I think in the name of the question, yes, but I'm actually for a, either an abolition of parties or just make so many parties that basically means nothing kind of way. So that's where I might yeah, take. Based on the wording, I'm, I'm with you. I, I would be neutral, but I would probably just click agree. Uh, I, this, this, it's just my least favorite question on the test. Cause it's just dumb. Like it's, <laughs> I, I still strongly disagree um, just cause like, I, I have a hard time just answering like the question at face value. I'm like, cause I'm, you know, pro abolition of political party and like, you know, one party state screams authoritarianism to me. Mm, yeah. It definitely has a tendency. Although the electronic age makes official surveillance easier, only wrong, the wrongdoers need to be worried. I strongly disagree with this one. Way too much justification. Like way yeah, too much precedent. I also strongly disagree. <laughs> I I agree with this one only because, like, I I just genuinely don't care. I, I I get I know I'm being spied on. I know my phone's listening to me constantly. I just don't care. I guess <laughs> that's fair. The death penalty should be an option for the most serious crimes. And this is probably one of my more controversial takes in the sense of like. I was asked once upon a time. I think Bush, you were there that night. I was asked like, "What is your most conservative view?" And it took me a long time to even think of one, but this was probably, this is the one that I landed on was the death penalty. And like the way I justified it was if you were to show me absolute, absolute proof of someone did something, they admitted to it, there was video, everything, there was no doubt 1000%. This person did something like what was like the leader of like a child sex ring or like killed like hundreds of people and stuff like that, or was serial rape is like very, very distinct proof. No doubt, whatever. Okay. I can see that. So that's why I put disagree, but that proof is never, ever going to come in the real world. So therefore, I don't think we'll, like there should be a death penalty in that sense. I also disagree for somewhere. I, in this maybe it's like a bit more personal to myself. I think like say 
tomorrow I did something that would, like, without a shadow of doubt, meant I should deserve the death penalty. I think I would rather take the death penalty than rotting in prison for the next 60 years. Like, I almost see, like, the prison se- a life sentence as more of a punishment than the death penalty. Plus, in most cases, it's cheaper. That's true. And I, I just think, like, execution is a little barbaric for our modern society. I guess I just, I don't know what the most serious crimes is. I guess you said child trafficking, stuff like that. I, so I'm just going to go agree because I don't, I don't know if that, I, I just think that's too egregious to have someone be allowed to live and potentially get out of prison. Yeah. Uh, I guess my caveat would be for those, it would be a life sentence without parole. Like you're never yeah. seeing the sun again. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I think another aspect of, it, of that question too comes down to like I'm not necessarily like I don't think the state should have that ability to do that to someone like I, it just seems a little too much like I don't know it seems too much power for the state to have but regardless in a civilized society one must always have people above to, to be obeyed and people below to command it I strongly disagree with this one I'm for the abolition of class so yep I have the exact same take strongly disagree I would go neutral if I could but I'll go agree Nice. Abstract. I think that's just... <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, it's okay. Uh, just, I just think there'll always be people that have no direction and will be commanded. And I just think that's the way of the world. That's but I would go neutral. <laughs> yeah. That, that is the biggest problem with this test is that there are yeah. not no neutral options because there would definitely be some that I would be there. Abstract art that doesn't represent anything should be considered art at all. Like this one. Like this has nothing to do with politics. Like why are you bringing this in? Like whatever. But so and this one I pro- I tend to agree. Like not strongly agree because I don't really care about art. But I mean like yeah, it's a square. I'm not gonna buy it for three million dollars. That's stupid. See, I strongly disagree because my art is art. If you think it's cool, buy it. But like just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not art. This was definitely subjective, but like. I think the reason that there are the so such big price tags is the prestige of having a Picasso or whatever. But I think abstract art does re- uh, mean something to each person themselves, and that's why I will disagree with this question. Yeah. It's also a weird question because I don't think there's a lot of situations where abstract art doesn't represent something. Like the person who's – especially I think in abstract art more than anything, like the artist is trying to represent something. I think what they probably point to and like elements of that is like the Campbell's soup can. Like, what does that does that represent society? Do we really need someone to paint the Campbell's soup can? But sure. yes, we did. <laughs> it was a Minnesota artist, was it? Wasn't it? Like, isn't that like one of our famous paintings or some shit? I, I don't know. And criminal justice punishment should be more important than rehabilitation. Strongly disagree on this one. I also strongly disagree. I'm not sure, right? Keep having to hear you go off. <laughs> I'm with you guys. I, I strongly disagree. This is a similar vein for the next question. It is a waste of time to try to re- rehabilitate some criminals. Uh, I strongly disagree on that one. Everyone has a, the potential for rehabilitation in life. Whether they choose to accept uh, it, that's different. I disagree, and I might even lean neutral on this one. Just because, like, I think, you know, I think everybody, their first go around to prison, should, almost everybody, obviously there's extreme cases, should, you know, have the, the chance and ability to be rehabilitated. And I believe has the ability to be rehabilitated but you know if you're gone back to prison for the eighth time for touching kids like you might just gotta accept that it's not gonna happen <clears throat> yeah but i'm gonna disagree mm. Mm. 
business person and the manufacturer, or did I, no, I didn't skip any, okay. Business person and the manufacturer are more important than the writer and the artist. Strongly disagree. Art, art is very important to the world, in my opinion. Uh, I agree. Or I strongly disagree, but I agree with you, Cam. I disagree on this one. If Josh, if only all of these words were anti-Daba or Daba, that would make it so much better. Or, yeah, or, or yeah. <laughs> Daba or Daba. <laughs> Mothers may have careers, but their first duty is to be homemakers. Strongly disagree. I think there are plenty of examples of mothers being very, very uh, productive in the sense of like they are the ones that are still breadwinners for their families. That's very, very admirable. But yeah, their first duty is not to be uh, mothers. Yeah. Absolutely not. If you like, if you want to stay home and be a homemaker, and your husband's okay with that, like you know, you as a family agree that that's what you want to do. That's great. But uh, I don't think you should be like obligated to. Yeah, that I'm. I'm with you guys. Multinational companies are un, are unethically exploiting the plant gen, uh, genetic resources of developing countries. Strongly agree. I think there's yeah. I, I think strongly agree. Plant genetic resources. Basically, like natural resources. Vuvuzela no, and oil. They probably are. <laughs> Making peace with the establishment is an important aspect of maturity. I'm going to go disagree. I'd probably go neutral, but I disagree because you don't have to like be subservient in life. You can definitely say, like, yeah, there are things that are messed up in this world. Like I disagree with them and I'm going to like not bow down to them. I strongly disagreed because like, I think if you don't like what's going on, like you, especially in like, you know, our democracy, that's, you should strive to make that change and vote and do what you can in that way. I think I interpreted this differently, but I, I said strongly agree because me, Agreeing that yes, I do live in a society, in making peace with that I'm just this tiny, tiny piece of the cog, and making peace with that is an important aspect of maturity, which I strongly agree with. But what you guys were saying is like, I would if that's how the question was interpreted, I would be on your side. But I don't think that's how I interpreted. So strongly yeah. agree. Uh, we're getting down to the last two pages, and they are very short. So don't worry, we're we're getting yep. we're getting to the close. <laughs> Astrology accurately explains many things. I'm going to strongly disagree. I, yeah, I strongly disagree. I'm going to put disagree, and I know my take would be long, so Josh, go ahead. Uh, I just said strongly disagree. Hmm. Uh, You cannot be moral without being religious. I strongly disagree. I disagree as well. Strongly disagree. Uh. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. I strongly disagree. And my take has always been charity is bad if you like, especially for domestic things. If charity is necessary for people to solve domestic issues, then it's a systemic failure. That's a good take. That's why I strongly disagree as well. I I disagree with this. I'm just put disagree, but uh, yeah. Uh, some people are naturally unlucky. I agree with this one. I strongly, strongly agree. That's agree me. With this one. Uh, it is important that my child's school instills religious values. I strongly disagree. Strongly disagree. I strongly agree. I think it's important that at least kids grow up knowing the fact that they're – I don't know how it instills, but at the core, religious values are not bad. You know what I mean? Like caring for others – Blah blah blah. I, I guess brain would blank, but yeah, I mean, at the core, and I, that's how I, I guess I take this question. So, 
at the core, I think that's a good thing. I mean, I don't think, yeah, that's just all I'll say. I strongly agree. I can and we're on, on the last, we're on the last page. Uh, we're gonna talk about sex, and then we will, yeah, well, this will be the end of this one. But uh, Josh, let's have a, let's have you read us off this page. Yeah, sex outside of marriage is usually immoral. I'm gonna strongly disagree. I'm also strongly, gonna strongly dis- disagree. Strongly disagree, even coming from a member of the clergy. I strongly disagree. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. A same-sex couple in a stable, loving relationship should not be excluded from pos- the possibility of child adoption. Strongly agree. Strongly, also strongly agree. agree. It's a weird wording of the Pornog- question with, like, should not be excluded, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, pornography depicting consenting adults should be legal for the adult population. Strongly agree. Strongly agree. Strongly agree. Uh, what goes on in a private bedroom between consenting adults is no business of the state. Strongly agree. Strongly, strongly agree. agree. I, I think we're going to all agree, like, the exact yeah. same on this page. Yeah, probably, um, yeah. No one can feel naturally – no one can naturally – can feel naturally homosexual. Strongly – wait. Strongly – wait. Okay. No one can Don't feel, mess up, Josh. <laughs> uh, strongly – I can't I, – <laughs> I agree. No, I disagree. There you they go. They can't. Uh, I strongly disagree. <laughs> I strongly disagree too. <laughs> These days, openness about sex has gone too far. I'm actually going to be agree on this one. I think it is infected too much of our society, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, that is just like melting kids' brain these days. That's my take. I strongly disagree on that one. I think like the repression of like sexuality was like a huge problem, like in like past generations and stuff. Like we have more people that are feel comfortable, like coming out as members of like the lgbtq as possible so i think that's probably like a like a result of the openness about sexuality and like sex in general so i, I strongly disagree about the openness has gone too far i strongly disagree as well um more for like the i think more like in like like high school health class like they teach us like especially like abstinence only like health education like i think being open about the fact that kids are going to have sex and teaching them how to do it in a safe and responsible manner is a good thing well, the way you guys just described it, I would I would be agreeing. I would disagree with the question, but the way I interpreted it was like, like uh, the the women in bikinis on TikTok and like just that's all you see on some people's for you pages. I think that's too much. Fair enough. However, yeah, what you yeah. guys are saying was like the education and and people feeling comfortable about coming out at their sexuality. I completely agree, but yeah, mm. let's see where I stand. Final results, yeah. Cameron. I. I'm not in the same spot I was last time. Yeah, I think I might have moved a little bit too for the purpose of this show. But so basically, how the political compass works is you have a coordinated plane, um, and the t- the y-axis are your authoritarian and libertarian. The further down you are, the more anti-state you are, and the more you're pro-state. And then left and right are your economic statuses, with left being like communism and the right being fascism in the sense of economics. So um, based off like your coordinates, that's where you end up. I will uh, talk about mine first a little bit. I am negative uh, 8.5 uh, left and negative 6.77 down, which basically means, yeah, I'm a free form and commie. I'm not a huge fan of state intervention, like not a huge fan of state control, personal freedoms. That's pretty much where that is. I've been, I've been told that's Robin Hoodism, like where that like region is on the compass, but yeah, I don't know. I am negative nine uh, left and negative 7.79 uh, down. So I, consider myself to be a social libertarian so i believe in like government social spending 
and socialized things, but also like some limited government overreach, I guess. I don't really know how to describe that. It's social issues, basically. I am negative one, negative three. So pretty libertarian the, and a little bit left. You're in the you right s- quadrant. That's what matters. You, yeah. you, you centrist looking ass. Negative uh, one. And I kind of knew that. It, it, ever since like kind of getting engaged and like settling down out of college, it's like I, my, my viewpoint has definitely shifted on some things. I'm not as radical as I used to be. But I feel like that's kind of what happens when you grow up. Yeah, At least probably. Time. Probably. Uh, yeah. Well, um, we made it to the test. Uh, if you guys uh, came along with us for the ride, uh, congratulations. Uh, yeah, it's been a, been a hell of a couple weeks. We've been doing this since January 30th, so it's been a been a long time uh, doing this. Um, been very fun. Talked to a lot of fun people about different political things. Had more chance to talk with Griffin, um, who I've known for very many years, so it's always a great time. I think I've texted you more in the last two months than I have probably my entire life. So we've had um, some of the most constant communication ever yeah it's been it's been it's been a lot but that is because of this show that is because of all the support we've gotten uh, throughout uh very glad to still do it we'll be back probably in two weeks maybe three uh depending on just busyness and stuff like that but we will be taking next week off for sure and then we'll be coming back out with you with season two hot tlgr summer it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time have some more fun guests on and uh yeah it'll be a good time Thank you for tuning with us this season. Um, Josh, thank you for having us, uh, for coming on here today. It was very nice to talk to you. For, uh, it's been a while for that. And talk some politics. I know, we've, I know we've had some good discussion in the past. Uh, thank you for having me on your, your great show here. And uh, let's go Reaganomics. Take yeah, exactly. that, baby. <laughs> perfect way, perfect way to leave us off. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this has been Season 1, Episode 14 of Two Lefties Get It Right. Uh Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you in a couple weeks.